Hello, and welcome to Calming the Chaos, where we present tips, tools, and techniques to help you find peace in a chaotic world. I'm your host, Tracy Canella, licensed mental health counselor at Lokahi Counseling. This channel and the Calming the Chaos podcast is for those who want self-help and education. It's not a substitute for counseling or psychotherapy. So if you like the information, please subscribe to my channel and share it with your friends. Thanks so much for listening. And now, let the chaos begin. This episode of Calming the Chaos is called Chaotic Choices, and I'll be talking about how decisions are made and the mental and emotional chaos that can come when you're faced with a difficult decision. I'll be talking about some of the factors that are at play in making a decision, and I will also present some barriers that actually increase chaos when you are making a decision or a choice. And finally, I'll present a skill that you can use to calm the chaos when you're faced with making a decision or a choice and to make wiser choices and decisions in the future of your life. So let's get started. Why aren't all decisions simple? I wonder that a lot. I do know this is that some of the decisions in my life have been very simple. For example, I have a brand of almond butter that I really like. And yes, it's taken me a long time to find the perfect almond butter, but it's really super good. It's not only creamy, which is what I like. We could probably have a debate about creamy and chunky later on, but I choose creamy and that is end of discussion for me. And it floats right on my toast and it tastes good and it's amazing. So it's pretty simple for me to choose my almond butter. But how about when it comes to more complex choices in my life? An example of a complex choice would be something like, I am really loyal to a brand, and then I find out that they have some bad press. So taking my almond butter example, what if I found out that the people who manufactured the almond butter that I so love, what if I found out that they were employing child labor, or labor from other countries, and they were underpaying people, or the working conditions were so horribly awful in this almond butter factory. And I found out about that because there was some press about it. What would I do then? So this is where decision-making becomes a little bit more complex. When there's additional information that's supplied, and then you have to factor all of that in. So then I'm thinking, I don't agree with the principle of child labor. I don't agree with unfair working conditions and low pay. So am I gonna to continue to support and continue to buy this almond butter knowing that it goes against some of my strong values that I hold? It should be simple, right? It should be, nope, these are your values and you just go and you discontinue buying the almond butter. But it's a little bit more complex than that, right? 
I just told you, I've been searching around for this almond butter for my whole life. Not really, because they really haven't been making almond butter for my whole life. But you know what I mean. It's felt like it is a long journey for me to finally get here. And I'm willing to pay the price. It's a good product. But then there's this negative press attached. First off, I want to check the facts about the press. I want to know if it's really true or if it's just a rumor. I'm not just going to blindly believe it, especially when it comes to an important thing as my almond butter. So I do want to check my facts. So that's one of the things that you can do when you're faced with an important decision. But what if there's not a way to find out the facts truly? Or maybe even there's just all kinds of information out there about this company and you have to wade through it all and it just takes too much time. Time is a value to me too. And I don't want to spend hours on end researching my almond butter company to see if they're associated with child labor or do I? So that's where the rubber meets the road. Are you willing to investigate your almond butter or investigate the thing that you really are loyal to, your brand loyalty? Are you really going to check it out and find out the facts and spend all that time, which is also a precious value to you? What are you going to do? Some people don't want to go in depth and evaluate things as much. They're going to say, I'm loyal. I'm not listening to anything else. I'm going to have my almond butter. They don't let a whole lot of more information in. It's a very narrow view. And others will let everything in. And it's a very broad view. And they find that it's really hard to make any decisions at all because what they're doing is spending their time evaluating the information. That's just one example for my own life. So brand loyalty is something that we have probably all done from time to time. I know people who smoke Marlboro cigarettes because of the image that it provides them or Camel cigarettes just because their father or their grandfather did. And some people who watch Fox News or CNN or MSNBC because that's the way they believe that they should watch. So when it comes to making choices, there's a couple of factors that come into play. One I've already mentioned is brand loyalty, quality, and trust in the product. Another one is price and value for your money. Freedom. A lot of people like to be able to have the freedom of choice and the freedom of variety. And so maybe they shop at certain grocery stores because they have more variety there. Other people might avoid those grocery stores with a lot of variety because they want things to be simpler. So they go to the co-op or something to where they are able to get more organic sort of products and also shop local and also have simpler choices. So you see there's a lot of things that factor into decision-making. And so we talked about image and status and quality and price and loyalty and value. And sometimes when you get into the deeper decision-making uh, and choices in your life, you look at your end goal. Like if you're thinking about taking a job, for example, and the job isn't going to actually get you to the end goal in your life. This happened to me when I was going to be a therapist and I was just in my undergrad program and I'm working as an accountant and I was knowing that I was going to eventually be a counselor. So I took a job 
as a vocational rehabilitation counselor because I knew that one day I would be a counselor and this would really look good on my resume. Was a voc rehab counselor the right step for me? Absolutely. Could I have done it a different way? Sure, I could have stayed at my corporate job until I got my master's. What would happen then is I wouldn't have had any experience. And these people were taking somebody with a four-year degree and I said, okay. And that was me on the road to my counseling future. Ah, rainbow, right? <laughs> so you see what I mean about choices? Some people really get hung up on choices. And so I want to introduce you to the four P's that can add to the chaos of your decision making. The first P is perfectionism. And so if you want to make that perfect choice, you may be waiting around forever, especially if you have a broad view and you're continuing to factor in information. So perfectionism is me wanting to make a choice that probably doesn't exist because there are no perfect choices. There are, for example, choices where you have to figure out where you're going to live, where you're going to work, who you're going to partner up with or be friends with, what kind of job you're gonna do. And those things are a lot more difficult than just figuring out where you're gonna buy your bread or what kind of almond butter that you're gonna get. And so perfectionism can really cause more chaos in your mind because in the back of your mind, you're thinking, I've gotta make this choice, but in the forefront of your mind, you're thinking it has to be a perfect choice. So letting go of perfectionism is really key to calming the chaos of making decisions. The second P that can really increase the chaos in any kind of decision or choice you're gonna make is pressure. So sometimes when you're faced with making a decision or a choice, some people in your life could pressure you in one way or another way. If you have people pressuring you in this way and that way, you're kind of caught in the middle and the chaos increases. It's best to stay in your own lane and filter out the noise of other people and the chaos will gradually calm down. You can do this by setting some boundaries with these people and say, thank you for the information. I think I'm just gonna sit on this for a while and mull it over myself. I'm sure I'll make the right decision. The third P that can get in the way of making decisions and even increase chaos is perceptions. Your own perceptions and other people's perceptions. Now, this may come into play, for example, when you're gonna vote for somebody or watch a certain TV channel that is affiliated with a certain political connection. So what if I like watching Fox News, but my neighbor down the street I know is a Democrat and I don't want her knowing that I'm watching Fox News because she may perceive me to be one of those closed-minded conservatives. So perception will come into play when I choose to watch Fox News, I might turn the channel to CNN when she comes over. So that's a choice that I make so that she won't perceive me to be one of those conservative people. And because of the perception that that might bring and knowing that she might judge me, 
I might make choices in my life that are not consistent with my values. So not just with news stations, but with YouTube channels that you follow as well. You have followers or friends of followers, and then, uh-oh, you find something out about a YouTube creator and you think, I don't want to follow them anymore. But what's the perception of me going to be if I decide to stop following that person? Or even if I speak out my truth in support of another channel or offering a constructive piece of criticism to a chatter or a fellow a viewer of a channel or even the channel creator. So what can happen there is that the perceptions of people might change about you based on your own truth and when you start to speak your own truth. And that can get really, really chaotic in your mind because you're taking into consideration other people's perceptions of you instead of making decisions that are according to your own values. The fourth P that can really muddy the waters and increase chaos when you are faced with making a decision or a choice is personalities. So personalities meaning friends, social influences. And we talked a little bit about this with pressure, but the personalities involved sometimes can cause you to think, well, I need to make a choice to please this person. Now, you could also make decisions and choices in accordance with your own personality and get feedback from other personalities that your personality is bad or wrong or that something is wrong with your choice. And if you're a perfectionist and want to please everybody, which by the way, that is not possible. Either one of them is not possible, perfectionism and pleasing people, then you might just be stuck at not making a choice or just staying in the same rut that you've always been in. So now that you know a little bit about decisions and choices, I'm going to tell you a story about a company that is fairly common in the USA, I think still, uh, but really was, was common when I was growing up. It's Bayer Aspirin. Now this was a true story and Bayer Aspirin is a company that's been around since the late 1800s in Germany. They have been associated with the Third Reich Nazi Germany, and heroin in their product. But we didn't always know this information. In fact, there are lots of housewives that trusted Bayer Aspirin to calm their headaches down, to be able to relieve pain and fever in their children, and to be able to do all kinds of things that aspirin does. In fact, Bayer Aspirin was a trusted household friend. But what happened when we received the press about heroin being a bad thing for your kids and heroin also being in bare aspirin is that we had more information with which to make that choice. Now, it depends on what you value. Obviously, the heroin-based bare aspirin has been taken off the market uh, for several decades now, and it's not available. But what if they kept it on the market somehow? And we know that heroin's in bare aspirin and we know we're giving it to our children. Do we stop giving it to our children? Hmm, well, the aspirin's really doing a great job and we really don't care about the heroin. It just does a great job. Look, my kid loves it. He wants more and more. Oh, that might be the heroin. Do we care if our child is addicted to bare aspirin with heroin in it? Then we have to choose 
choose wisely. And so I, I know this is an extreme example. And I know that mothers and fathers around the world weren't faced with this decision. But we go through some of this decision-making and choices based on our values when we choose wisely. We choose Bayer aspirin, even though it might potentially be habit-forming. Well, let's look at cigarettes. Some of us choose to smoke even though we know the health hazards of it. Why? Because it's enjoyable. Maybe we are hooked on them. Maybe the image that cigarettes produce is a favorable one for you, that whole James Dean, Clark Gable image. And all of this other stuff that could go into you choosing to consume something that could be potentially hazardous. We might say the same thing for alcohol and maybe um, uh, any other sorts of drugs that you might take with side effects. Maybe the side effects are worth what the drug is giving us. So when we talk about Bayer aspirin, some people may be blindly loyal to the product and they're not gonna give it another thought even if there's bad press about it. While others have a little bit more broader view and tend to look at values and say, no, I don't want that for our family or our lives. I don't wanna be addicted. And then they'll have to make some other choices. So this leads into the skill that I'm gonna teach you. It's really not a skill, it's more of an awareness of what your values truly are. So decision-making can be simplified if you are very clear about what you stand for as a person. So for example, these are some values that people can hold. Honesty, transparency, kindness, and their spirituality and growth simplicity, and there's fairness, learning. Now, these are all positive values, but some people actually like drama and conflict, and some people like attacking other people, while other people prefer positivity, fun, safety. Some prefer a challenge, growing and learning experience, fairness, respect. Faithfulness comes into play when you have a relationship and you are in a monogamous relationship and hope that your partner will be faithful. But really thinking about these values and the list of values that you have, being clear about what you stand for, and then making choices from that point. It really is that simple. If you can get beyond the four Ps of perfectionism, pressure, perceptions and personalities and just get with your clear values in making your decisions and choices, you'll have an easier time and a less chaotic future of endless choices. I wish you the best in calming the chaos and making wise choices for your future. Take care and I'll see you at my next Calming the Chaos podcast episode. Thank you for listening to Calming the Chaos. If the information in today's podcast was helpful, please consider subscribing and share it with your friends. You can find this podcast on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, and on YouTube. You can also go to my website at www.lokahicounseling.com for more resources for calming your mental and emotional chaos. This includes a CD I created that teaches you how to practice mindfulness in less than 10 minutes. So check it out. Thanks again for listening. 
and I look forward to sharing my next podcast episode with you. In the meantime, take care.